Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Allison. I am a certified dating and relationship coach, and I primarily work with singles to help them find the love and commitment that they deserve. Yes, certified and helping people to get their relationships in order, which, you know, obviously there are very few things in life that really matter and relationships are one of those things, you know? And I always love hopping in on your morning gems. I see them on your stories and stuff like that. And just the insight that you give is so straightforward and so honest. And I think that's what more people need. How is it that you found yourself in this line of work? Like, is this what you always wanted to do? Were you doing something else prior to? Um, oh, oh no, I had, I had no vision, no vision. At all. <laughs> so, um, well, not a vision of this anyway. Uh, my mom is a teacher or she was a teacher. And so I realized when I was in like the seventh or eighth grade that I was really good at teaching and explaining things to kids in a way that they can appreciate. So I'm in math class and we're solving for X and I'm like, all right, so the Jordans come out on Saturday, right? But you only got $69.99 and then the taxes. So I'm explaining things in a way that, that you know, kids my age can appreciate. And I'm like, okay, I'm good at this. And, and the kids get in, they like me because of it. So this is a win. So I decided that I wanted to be a teacher. And um, I graduated with my undergrad in education in 2008. And if anybody knows, they know what happened in 2008 in regards to like the economic crises and so um, and the downturn. And so even as a teacher, I had a hard time finding a job and the New York City school system was not hiring. They had a hiring freeze. So I had a friend who worked at a children's psychiatric hospital and she was able to get me an interview there. And I started teaching there. And that's when I was introduced to the mental health space, like overall, like just mental health in general. Never really thought about it. Don't have any family members, as far as I know, who struggles with this. I just was never exposed to any of that kind of stuff. And I realized that no matter how amazing or dynamic my lessons were, like if you're struggling with with literally hearing voices, right? Like (laughs) you're not in a position to appreciate or understand anything that your teacher is trying to teach you, right? Like Martin Luther King doesn't matter right now if I'm having flashbacks of abuse. So that's when I began to appreciate mental health. And I decided from there that I wanted to become a counselor because I said, I'm sure that there are tons of amazing teachers, but I just don't know. Like I literally don't know because I've never been faced with it, how many great counselors there are who can help students to deal with their issues so that they can refocus, so they can get back in the classroom and then learn, you know, in a more traditional way. So that's how I got into the mental health space. So I went back to school. I did a master's in counseling. So I've, I've been a school counselor. I'm still actively a school counselor. Um, but then that combined with my own relationship struggles. Uh, before I was married, I was dating a guy for about four years. And he was either unwilling or unable to commit to the level I wanted. So he was willing to call me his girlfriend. But um, it's four years in, we're not late 20s, early 30s, and you don't want to talk about having a baby. You don't want to get engaged. You don't want to get married. You don't want to get a savings account. Uh, you don't want to buy a house. Like, what are we doing here, right? Like, those are, to me, the natural next steps. And mm. again, he was either unwilling or unable. And it really doesn't matter which one it was. It just, he couldn't deliver, right? Um, and so since I had this counseling background, after I broke up with him, I was able to create like my own process of getting through the breakup and getting back on the dating scene 
which I did quickly. And then I was able to land my now husband. So taking all that, so the counseling background and creating my own process through my own heartbreak and and issues, I say, you know what? I have a process that works for me. Let me see if it works for others. Let me test it out. I tested it. It worked on some people. Like they were able to get some results in their romantic life. And I said, hmm, I need to package this. Like I need to help others to get through when relationships don't serve them to know when to leave and then to help them find the partner they deserve. Ooh, I love it. And you never know what your life experiences are really leading you toward and preparing you for, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like, you know, from growing up and having a mom who was a teacher and really learning how to hone that craft for yourself was one of the pieces of the puzzle that supports you doing really well now helping people. And then, you know, going into mental health, but then pivoting, you know, because of your own personal life experience. And if you were to take any of those instances in and of themselves, you maybe would have been like, well, okay, like, what is this challenge happening in my life for? Or what is this thing for? But it's not usually until later on that we can see, ah, this is what I needed to go through that thing for, because it's helping me now to be able to do, have experience, you know, certain things. And I, I absolutely love that, you know, you mentioned really being able to observe yourself and how you were able to get through or deal with or overcome something. And then be open to experimenting with how that might be able to help other people. Because I know a lot of the ladies listening, you know, are either creative side hustlers, want to have a business, scared to kind of put themselves out there, imposter syndrome, self-doubt. Like, what is it that helped you to not allow any limiting beliefs or anything like that to keep you from doing the experiment that has now led to you having a whole thriving, you know, online business? I I have to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how much of it is nature and how much of it is nurture, but I've just always believed in myself. I know that's terrible. Like nobody wants to hear that, right? They want to be not terrible. It is. Listen, live your best life. Terrible in terms of like, if you're listening to this podcast and you want hard (laughs) and fast next steps and especially that's what I do hard and fast specific next steps. Like, how did I, be, I, I don't know. The answer, the answer is my very Brooklyn, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Like, again, nature, nurture, whatever it is, I've always just been very confident in my capability and my ability to execute. I can say very specifically, I had a fifth grade teacher, like teachers are everything. Um, and I had a fifth grade teacher who one time she said to me, it was like right before maybe like Easter break or something. And she was putting together, you know, like those those um, those packets that we would get sent home with that had like English and math and we had to do uh-huh. that. So she was putting together the packets and she put each packet in an envelope for the kids. And then she said to me, well, Allison, can you uh, write the students' names on the envelopes because you write like a teacher? I, I distinctly remember that thinking, wow, like the teacher thinks that I'm worthy, you know? So again, nature, nurture outside influences, but I've, I feel like I've always been fed this, like, Allison, you're capable, Allison, you can do it. Like, Allison, you're great. Allison, you're smart. Allison, you speak well. You know, so since all since I have all of that, once I've decided that I'm going to take action in something, I execute. Now, I've had failed businesses. Um, I had a, a clothing boutique that I closed down. Um, my partners and I closed down. Um, it wasn't doing well enough. Like, we literally was making no profit. At least we weren't losing, but we made no profit. Um, I wasn't passionate about it though. And I also didn't do the necessary research and investment in myself and in my business to learn how to use social media in order to grow that business. Right. Um, currently I have a cheerleading program that's just stays afloat. We do it more for the community than we do for a profit, but you know what I mean? Like I've had failures, but I've never had this 
feeling that I can't do. It's just a matter of how much sacrifice am I willing and how much work am I willing to put in in order to get to the success? I have the capability, but what am I willing to do in order to get there? I love it. And you know what? I think there's still a lot to learn from what you just mentioned. You literally just gave like a whole masterclass in and of itself just then in those in those like three key points. Um, and for anyone who's listening, you might need to rewind and go back and take some notes or something because what you mentioned was you know, having this internal, right? Because a lot of times people are looking to be either validated or confirmed or um, given permission, right? Mm -hmm. From the outside to go with what, what their gut is telling them or their intuition. And so you have this internal drive that tells you, if there's something I want to do, I know I can do it. It's just, am I willing to do what's necessary in order for it to happen? And then also having, you know, maybe to some extent those around you, um, you know, being able to say the things that keep you encouraged and help you to understand that you're capable and see yourself realistically, um, which if a lot of people don't grow up in a situation like that for whatever reason, that doesn't mean that you can't, like you mentioned, invest in yourself or invest in your business to have that support in a community or a coach or a program that gives you the support that you can need for you to hear the things that are going to help you to transform your mindset. So that was huge. And then that, you know, you haven't been a hundred percent successful, you know, like most humans on the planet, right? Like no one has a hundred percent success rate. <laughs> um, and usually those who do really well have a track record of having done something and, you know, maybe it wasn't perfect and having to make choices as to whether to pivot, transform it, let it go, move on, shut it down, all of that stuff. And so, you know, I think those are really some key points that you had mentioned there that have, I'm sure also led to you getting to where you are now. But for those who work with you in your business, right, because I, I wanted to make sure to speak to the ladies who are listening, who are like trying to grow and start a business. Um, but those who work in your business, because I have a lot of ladies that talk about relationships and wanting to be married and having kids and starting families and the timelines and all that stuff. And I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I mostly only work with individual women, but I don't do really relationships outside of that anymore. Cause I'm like, Lord is a deep thing. So I'm like, I'm glad Allison's doing it. Cause somebody needs to, um, <laughs> for those who work with you in your business, what would you say are some of like the main reasons why, you know, they come to you? Mm -hmm. So I have to say that me too, like I work with singles, male or female, I'm not a fan of <laughs> I'm not a fan of the couples. I, I cannot lie. Um, and the reason why I say that just very briefly is because what I've found in my very limited practice with couples is that there's one person who is very motivated to get a resolution, even if that resolution means breaking up, but a resolution of some sort. And there's another person who's being dragged there because they feel obligated. And I never want to work with anybody who does not want to be present and doesn't want a result. So that's why I'm not a fan of couples. But anywho, um, so. In regards to like why people pick me, like why would a client think that or a potential client think that I'm a good fit for them? Um, I know one of the things, and you kind of mentioned it, is like people like straightforwardness. And I don't know if it's the the Brooklyn in me. I don't know if it's the Caribbean background, but I really don't mm -hmm. like pussyfoot around and I don't like foolishness and I don't like to waste anyone's time because I don't like my time wasted. So I so I'm I'm very passionate in my personal life, which then transfers into my brand 
of being straightforward, getting to, to the result. Let's get an answer. Let's get a resolution. Let's move forward because that's who I am as a person. And I think that's really key when building a brand is that like, being fake is not going to work. There's only so long that you can present to be someone that you're not and your true self will bleed through. Now, that's not necessarily a problem. I think that that's the best thing that should happen, but let's start from the beginning and let's just be our true selves because that's what's going to attract the types of people that you want to work with. Most folks like to work with people who are like them or was like them, right? So if I I was in this circumstance, I want to work with people who are similar to me. If I'm being fake and I'm presenting as someone that I'm not, then I'm not attracting the types of people I want I want to work with as well as it's that's a feat. Like we work hard enough. Like we already got we got to build our social media platforms, we have to create content, we have to make sure that our systems are running. Like, I'm not going to be fake. So really, I think the number one thing that helps me to attract clients is just me literally being me. Like, just me presenting as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I do filter is I have a potty mouth. That's the that's one thing that I will hold back. <laughs> I don't want to offend people. But other than that, I'm me. This is it. I love it. Okay. So, you know, they see they see a reflection of themselves in you and your story and what you've, you know, gone through and been able to um, move past. For them, is it that they're coming to you because they want to be in long-term committed relationships? Is it because they want to heal from them, you know, in specifics to like the issue that they're they're dealing with or whatever their problem is? Oh, yeah. Uh, so um, 99% of my clients want to be married. They're either divorced or never married. Most of them never married. Um, I mean, you can look at the statistics, especially because um, most of my clients are black women. So yeah. most of them have never been married. Some of them are divorced and they want to be married or married again. Um, and most of them want to have children. I would say 85% of them want to have children, either more children or, and for many of them, um, at least one child, like their first child plus more. So they see the fact they, they've heard my story. They hear my advice. Um, they look at my life, which I'm, I'm transparent about my life. I'm extremely happy in my marriage, like extremely. It's, it's not a fake. It's not a front. And again, back to being your true self in your brand People are going to be more inclined to believe you if you are believable, right? If you present as your true self, then when you have, when I have the photos of me and my husband laughing and having the greatest time, like they believe it because they know that I'm always authentic, right? So they see that in all honesty and they say, I want my own version of that. They don't want my man, but they want their own man in their own city, in their own house. (laughs) They want to be able to purchase a home. They want, um, you know, a husband who's going to, who's going to love them publicly, we don't have any children yet, but I always very publicly talk about working on it actively and having lots of fun doing so. So, mm-hmm. you know, like they want their own version of what I have created using my system for myself. And logic says, well, if Allison was able to create this system and it works for her and I'm looking through her testimonials and it's worked for these other ladies, right? Because maybe I'm just special. Maybe Allison something. No, 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 no. It worked for me. And it worked for the 41 year old divorcee in Miami. And it worked for the mom of two kids, 37 years old, who's in Virginia. And it worked for every other client across the country. Then what's the difference between those women and me? And I want that. And for some reason, you know, I think that it's really important to note that sometimes you just need to see someone else having done it. You know what I mean? Um, 
and having representations and different options of representations of what success could look like or what progression and happiness and contentment and joy could look like, maybe specifically in relationships. You were speaking so good that the dog had to give an amen to the situation <laughs> as you as you was mentioning it. Um, and I would love to know for for those who you know, happen to feel like they're either on a hamster wheel or they say they want to be married, but you're like, no, you don't, you're not ready or you're not doing the work or whatever it is. Like, what what would you say are the common denominators between those people who like struggle and have a harder time, you know, progressing through through these different like phases or levels? Hmm, it really depends. If If you're talking about someone who comes to me as a potential client, then they have less struggles because that means that they've realized that they need help. Right. Like if you're coming to a professional to say, I am overspending, my debt is is crazy, I need your help, then that means that I've already acknowledged the fact that I have a problem. I've acknowledged that I believe you have the resolution and let's put in the work in order to do so. So if someone's already coming to me, they're already willing to say aloud, which you'd be surprised how many people aren't, they're willing to say aloud, I want to be married. There are so many people who I believe that want to be married, but because they believe it's unattainable for them. Now it's, Oh, marriage ain't that big of a deal. Anyway, it's just a piece of paper. Yes. Because you're downplaying it because you believe it's unattainable for you. Right. So being willing to even say aloud, I want to be married. That's step one. Like that's, that's a big hurdle. Then from there saying that clearly I don't have the resolution. I, I am divorced I haven't been in the scene for 15 years. I don't even know what a dating app is. I don't know how to how to present myself in person. Um, I've been running myself rampant with these kids. I feel like I've lost all my feminine woes. Like, how do I get back on the scene? I don't know how. Let me see if there's someone who can help me. Right. So again, that's hurdle number two is realizing I ain't got the answers and who who can I find who does right. Um, and then once they're in the program. Then uh, the biggest hurdle that I find that women have is their unwillingness to get on dating apps, mm. which is so ridiculous to me. Um, <laughs> now, I will say in full transparency, I met my husband. When I was 18 in person, right? Because I was 18. There was no, well, actually, it probably was a dating app in 2000 and whatever, but it wasn't like a popular thing. Um, but then we reconnected through the Facebook. And I say the Facebook because that was the name of it. When I got on, when we were in college and you needed a college email address to be on Facebook, right? So that's how we reconnected. So that's online dating, right? Sliding up in somebody's instant messenger or whatever is online dating. It's not a dating app, but guess what? We use everything as a dating app this day and age, right? So this Mm. idea of either, I don't, they don't say it to me, but I get the impression of I'm too good to get on a dating app, like Mm -hmm. dating apps are for people who are pathetic and I'm not that pathetic. Um, like this just air of I'm too good is what I've gathered. They just say, oh, it doesn't work. That's what they like to say. People like to say, like the gym doesn't work. No, you're not working it. Dieting doesn't work. No, you just keep sneaking cookies and ice cream. It does work if you work it. Um, So again, my impression is, is that this idea of I'm too good. Well, if you were too good, you would have figured it out by now. Mm. And I'm telling you that I have the answer and I'm showing you the testimonials of those who listen to me. I have a client who's getting married in September in Virginia Beach. From match, like it does work if you work it. Are you gonna get a whole bunch of folks who aren't serious? Yes, just like you would have got a whole bunch of folks who weren't serious at brunch or the bar or the club. (laughs) It's it's gonna be a mixed bag, even if you're in person. So that's really for my clients the biggest hurdle. But for folks who aren't even a client because they haven't even wrapped their mind around whether or not they need help, is the fact that they haven't wrapped their mind around the fact that they need help. You don't have the answer, Sway. 
you ain't got the answers. And I mean, it doesn't mean I have them, right? Like maybe my approach isn't good for you and maybe someone else is a, is a better match, but you don't, you don't have it. Right. So you need to find it. Mm. Okay. I love that. Now for those who, you know, maybe like your client that's getting married in September or just clients who do really well, right. In being able to apply what they're learning with you. And they're like your star students, they get the best results, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the common denominators for them? So these are people who do their homework. So in our program, you have daily homework. Uh-huh. I can tell whether or not you've done your homework because some <laughs> assignments that are week to week that we literally do a check-in before we get into the meat and potatoes of the session. And then they have daily homework and I can tell. Um, so folks who actually do their homework, they're the ones who are going to be star students, just like in school. Um, you're going to have the people who um, who are not hesitant and say, okay, coach, you said to create my dating profile. Here it is. These are the steps you told me to follow. I've done it. And don't wait until session for me mm. to say, okay, I told you six photos. Why are there only two? I told you this is how you create a bio. Why are you being negative in your bio and saying if you're an F-boy? Don't holler at me. I specifically told you not to do that. So folks who want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And I have kindly reminded them that you've paid me. So I don't understand why we're pushing back here. Hmm. I I just don't get it. So again, the star students are the people who show up, they do their homework and they follow the instructions. Those are the ones who get the best results and the fastest results. The ones who push back, the ones who don't do their homework, uh, the ones who don't want to follow the program are the ones who have the most difficult time. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Show up, do your homework, and it's if just follow the directions. It's very simple in theory. And, you know, in practice, it could be simple, like you mentioned, if they've accepted that they don't have the solution. So they're not trying to create their own path to success and they submit themselves to the plan, right? And um, you know, I tell I say to people all the time, like just because you've invested in something doesn't mean that it's going to automatically like work magic on you because you swiped your card or something like that. And so I love that you mentioned, you know, um, for yourself even was being able to understand how to invest in order to get the fast pass is what I call it. You know what I mean? There's the people that are at Disneyland that's going to wait in line for hours. And there's people that are at Disneyland getting churros and they done been on the ride 10 times already on their way to get a turkey neck because they got the fast pass. So it's like, you know, if someone is saying that they want to, you know, be in a happy, fulfilling relationship, they want to be um, in a committed, serious, you know, road to marriage and family and kids, um, then are you willing to put the work in to make that happen? Because marriage is not a cakewalk in and of itself. Mm. So it's like, if you're not going to do work before you ever get married, you know, how are you going to end up being able to do the work when you're actually married? And thankfully, when you when you're in a good situation, the work doesn't necessarily feel like work the same way. You know, and so I love that you are, you know, helping women to and men, you also said, right, which is great to be able to find themselves in better situations, because really, at the end of the day, like relationships are what make the world go round. And that's what makes families successful. That's what makes communities successful. That's what makes the world a successful place to live in or a more peaceful, loving, you know, progressive place to live in. So it's really important work that you do. Now, where is it that you, you know, feel like people can stay connected with you, get information? They're like, hmm, I need to learn more about this. Where can they find you? Sure, sure. So 
my recommendation is always when I talk to my clients about dating, I say, you have to vet, right? I need you to ask questions. I need you to observe. I need you not to make rash decisions. You don't love him. You don't know him, nor do you hate him unless he's done something egregious, right? So you're going to observe. You're going to ask questions. You're going to gather information because dating is data. You're collecting data. I need folks to do the same thing with the professionals that they choose. So I say all that to say, I want folks to check out my freebies. If you go to bookallison.com, B-O-O-K-A-L-I-S-O-N.com, one L, you're going to check out the freebies. I want you to check out the free eBooks. I want you to check out the free trainings. I want you to look at my live streams and check out my content and see if what I have available to you for free is helpful on its own. If it is great, run with it. But if you realize that you need some more support and you like my approach and you think that I have the answers and you think that I can be the support that you need with a little fire under your butt, because that's how I function, then you can go ahead and click the link and you can schedule a call to see if I'm a good fit as your dating and relationship coach. I love it. So yeah, y'all, you can go to book Allison. The link will be in the show notes as well. Regardless, make sure to, you know, check her out and see what she has to offer. Follow her social media. She's always dropping gems and making sure that we stay on point when it comes to relationships and really just being honest. You know what I mean? I feel like you're so honest. And what you're saying is like, we need to be honest with ourselves and and honest in our journeys if we want to be happy and fulfilled. And so I appreciate you for the work that you do because I know I ain't willing to do it, Jesus. Um, And so, you know, it's really, 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 really great to be able to see other people out in the world and just how many different lanes and ways that people can work um, and and make life easier for, for all of us because of the way that you show up in the world uniquely, unafraid to, you know, kind of like leave your mark and, and, and kind of leave your flag in, in the sand um, as a professional. So I just have to give you your flowers and express my gratitude and appreciation, but we appreciate you know, love that you came on and shared those gems with us. I suggest whoever's listening that loved it, go back and listen again, and then go ahead and follow her on all platforms, book Allison, get your life, stop playing these reindeer games um, so that you can get to where you want to be. But like I said, all gratitude, all appreciation, all love, and can't wait to see how things continue to evolve for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.